Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum. Big VJ checking in with the family. Hoping everybody's doing well. They staying guarded physically, mentally. We still living in tough times, but tough times don't last. Tough people do. Today we're going to talk about a Virginia pastor who, who passed away from the virus. It looks like he may have broken the laws of the governor. There's an article in uh, New York Post. We're going to use it as our backdrop to have this conversation. Article written by Lee Brown, April the 13th. I want to say this before we even begin our conversation. You know, if there ever was a time that black Americans should consider moving back to West Africa... It's um, it's that time. Or should I say, if there ever was a time that black Americans should consider moving to West Africa, I think this is the time. I think uh, if you never thought about it, it's, uh, it's a good time to start thinking about it. The reason why I say that is because the infrastructure of the non-original people in the West is dropping fast, man, and we see it. It's falling fast. The West is falling. The West, the allies of the West, they're falling, i.e. Europe. To be a little bit more specific, Italy is falling. France is falling. Spain is falling. The UK is falling. Canada is falling. And of course, where we live, the United States, it's falling. It's falling, it's falling fast. So the question that we're going to have to ask ourselves as a people is that, are we going to pray? Are we going to use our energy, our efforts to keep these falling empires from falling? Or we're going to cut and run like the biblical Hebrews did in Egypt. When the plagues hit, that was their cue to cut and run. There's something to consider, right? There's something to consider. Because the reason why I say that, when we're talking about this virus, family, don't you notice it's always like a reoccurring thing when you're dealing with these viruses? It's reoccurring all the time. When I say reoccurring, I mean they tell you about the virus. They tell you how it operates. They tell you how it devastates. Anytime you start to ask the question about, well, what's the origin of this virus? It gets real sketchy. <laughs> Let me give an example. We're 30 years deep in HIV virus, right? Okay, 30 years deep. What's the origin? Now it's going to get real sketchy. What is the origin of HIV? We know how it works. We know how you can catch it. We know how it devastates. What's the origin? Get sketchy. COVID-19, huh? Okay. Well, you got to practice social distancing. You got to keep your nasal passages and your throat passages clear and clean. And you don't want to breathe in any bacteria from anyone that you can be affected because it's airborne. You want to stay six feet from apart from. Okay, we got all that. What's the origin? Now it gets, oh, Wuhan, China. Maybe, maybe not. 
5G has some contribution in it. Maybe, maybe not. It gets sketchy. And if you go down the line and try to do the research on viruses that you've seen in the last 30 to 35 years, boy, those origins get real sketchy. New York Post article reads as follows. Virginia pastor who defiantly held church services dies of the coronavirus. He practiced what he preached. Then he died of the coronavirus. And evangelical pastor died of COVID-19 just weeks after proudly showing off how packed his Virginia church was. And vowing to keep preaching, quote, unless I'm in jail or the hospital, unquote. And his last known in-person service on March the 22nd, Bishop Glenn got his congregation at Richmond's New Deliverance Evangelistic Church to stand and prove how many were there despite warning against other gatherings of more than 10 people. Quote, I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. You can quote me on that. Unquote. This is the words of the bishop. He said, repeating the second time the hand claps, meaning his congregation was supporting the statement, saying that, quote, people are healed, unquote, in his church. Quote, I'm a sentient. I'm a preacher. I talk to God, unquote. On Sunday, his church announced with an exceedingly sorrowful and heavy heart that the pastor had died a week after being diagnosed with COVID-19, his wife, which we so affectionately call First Lady Glenn, is also sick with the bug with church members offering their prayers. Their daughter, Sister Crowley, told WTVR, their daughter, which we're going to affectionately call Sister Crowley, told WTVR that her father initially dismissed his symptoms because he has a condition that often leads to fevers and infections. Family, let's have a conversation about what actually happened. First thing first, I want to say this. When you do the research on Bishop Glenn, you're going to notice that it's almost as if they're challenging religious organizations between religious organizations and the state. And they kind of like wording is like if the bishop would have listened to the governor's rule, he would be alive. Now, that's something we have to really consider to talk about. Should men of the cloth or quote unquote man of God listen to the state when it comes to safety matters or should they just trust in God? Let's take a. For the sake of conversation, family, let's take out the virus. Let's get rid of the virus because we want to see. Was this a bishop being faithful or was he just being foolish? You know, what kind of prompted the bishop to go against the words of the state? Now, I want, I want you to hear me clearly when I say that. Let me say it this way, though. Sometimes there's a conversation that we often have in the neighborhood. This is like a age old barbershop conversation. And then you say, some say, I believe in God. 
I don't believe in man. You ever heard this conversation? If if you if you're an original man from any inner city in the wilderness of North America, you heard this. This is a you know you get around a religious sector people and they begin their statement with, "I believe in God. I don't believe in man." This is a unique statement because their introduction of God is through a man. They learn God through a religious speaker, a clergyman. Or they learn God through a book. Nobody's becoming of age of teenage years and is walking out outside one day and they reading letters across the sky or they're reading writings that come across the sand or it doesn't happen that way. Nobody is at a particular age. You're going to get visited by some being and he's going to tell you all about whatever's going on and it just doesn't work that way what typically happens is that somebody hands you a book especially if you're in the west somebody hands you a religious book and a man interprets a book and this is how you're introduced to god so you got to be kind of that conversation with i believe in man or a part of me i believe in god i don't believe in man that's like a sticky conversation because you know god through man meaning you got to believe in the word of a man you can't get around it. You know, some of some of our people will get to the extent that they tell you all about God and they quote other verses that's written down by a man to prove that that we get into this conversation. But in terms of safety now, in terms of safety. You know. The bishop. May have been. Protected many of times over. Because he fell victim to a virus that with the information that we have now, he kind of fits the M.O. of those that's fallen victim of the virus. He's over 60. He got pre-existing health conditions, meaning he just something in his system. He just oftentimes just catches fevers for no reason. So he got like a something underlying going on with him. And typically in our people, it's been affecting those that have like diabetes, hypertension, heart problems. You know, this virus has been pushing this segment of our people over, especially when you're over 55 and 60. It's just what we've been noticing, right? So he kind of fits that MO anyway. Um, I'm not sure if his congregation should have encouraged him, say, no, nah, Bishop, let's not do this. You know, because we kind of got a warning from a man. And as a faithful person, it's okay to get warnings. So let's say this. Let's say, let's take out, let's take away the virus. If man comes along through his study and his research, or you come along through your study and your research, and you notice that, let's say, carbon monoxide, it has a unique effect on human beings. It's odorless. It kills the sense of smell first. It puts the individual it puts up it can put a person to sleep and then later it can kill them so if a governor comes out and says hey listen there's a carbon monoxide leak in your garage there's a carbon monoxide leak in your temple there's a carbon monoxide leak in any facility that you may congregate in don't congregate in that facility right now until we figure out how to handle carbon monoxide it would it be faithful or would it be foolish for a clergyman to say, we're going to have our, we're going to congregate in that location anyway, because we believe 
that God is going to protect us from the ills of carbon monoxide. Would that be faithful or would that be foolish? This is a question. Methane, I mean, you can go down the line. Methane, gas, propane, gas, any type of gas, any type of dangerous gas. If man have done enough study or you have done enough study to see that certain gases or certain viruses affect the human body a certain type of way. Is that faith or is that foolishness to proceed on in that environment anyway? Right. Does this mean that faith will overcome the situation? Or does that mean that we're foolish to put ourselves in harm's way to overcome a situation? I just want to get you guys take on this article, man. I just um, I want to get you guys take on this article. What was this bishop? Is he a martyr now? Would he be regarded as a martyr? In his faith for believing that he can overcome through faith an issue that's facing the world today. He died for his beliefs. Is he a martyr now? Is he any different than Muslim brothers from the East that in their desperate attempt to save and fight and protect their nation or their tribe, they would scrap a bomb to themselves to destroy anything or any potential target that they think is against them and they die as a martyr. Is this pastor any different? Will he die as a martyr because of his faith? This is something I think we should consider as a family. Like, are men of faith subject to a pandemic like everybody else? Or are men and women of faith above a pandemic? Or are we all just humans? And we have to be subject to the principles that's inside of viruses and gases and elements that's on planet earth because we're living in a human body peace and black power family drop a comment man i just want to hear what you guys are thinking was this faithful or was this foolishness peace family